Hi, welcome to the podcast of our Wednesday night study here at First Baptist Church to Queen as we go through the book of Revelation. My name is Pastor Josh Horwick, and I'm the pastor here in First Baptist to Queen. And throughout several months, we have been looking verse by verse through the book of Revelation. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us here at First Baptist Church to Queen. Uh, you can find all the information you need on our website, dequeen.church, uh, and how to get in contact with us. We can't wait to hear from you. Feel, tr- feel free to drop a like or, or share this podcast if you find it helpful. Now this week we're beginning right off in Revelation chapter 18. In Revelation chapter 18, John writes, After this I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was made bright with his glory. And he called out with a mighty voice, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place for demons, a haunt. For every unclean spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, a haunt for every unclean and detestable beast. For all nations have drunk the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality, and the kings of the earth have committed immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have grown rich from the power of her luxurious living. Now John here, he's again on the earth, for he he sees another angel coming down where he is located. And the angel is very important, as his great authority there indicates, and by the illumination of the earth from his glory. The angel's voice is described as mighty, meaning powerful, strong. And interesting point of note, this is the only place in Revelation where a voice is described in such a way. Babylon here was so desolate and destroyed as to be inhabited only by demons, evil spirits, unclean birds, and every disgusting animal. It had become a wild and treacherous ruin. Note also the use of the transitional word for there in verse 3. Babylon was destroyed because of her leading others into sin. The leaders of the nation sinned and led their people to sin as well. And people were made rich by exploiting the sin. The people were led to worship something other than the one true God. Quite possibly, they were worshiping money and the efforts to to gain more of it by their dedication and passionate pursuit of it, as we will see throughout the rest of this chapter. Look at verse 4. Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you take part in her sins, lest you share in her plagues. For her sins are heaped high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Now, the voice here is not specified, but the use of my people seems to indicate that God is the one speaking. And the use of those words is also interesting because this is the only place in Revelation where God refers to Christians as my people, though he does it frequently throughout the Jewish scriptures. The plagues fall on those who participate in the sins of Babylon. They receive the full force of the plagues thus far distributed. The sin of the anti-God people is innumerable, but God remembers what is not forgiven. And he will judge according to his perfect justice. Look at verse 6. Pay her back as she herself has paid back others. And repay her double for her her deeds. 
mix a double portion for her in the cup she mixed. As she glorified herself and lived in luxury, so give her a like measure of torment and mourning. Since in her heart she says, I sit as a queen, I am no widow, and mourning I shall never see. For this reason her plagues will come in a single day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be burned up with fire, for mighty is the Lord God who has judged her. So Babylon is to be given a, a double portion because it led others to sin. She sinned and she led others to sin. So two sins for which she is accountable. So she will receive judgment in accordance with her actions because of unrepentance. As Babylon has glorified herself above every other, so is she to be punished in the same manner. Now, this is reminiscent of Herod in Acts chapter 12, verses 22 to 23, when he glorified himself and received the glory that was only due to God, and he was struck dead there uh, immediately in the moment. Now, Babylon plans for the euphoric cultural happiness to continue forever, though she is to be ruined with plagues and death and mourning and famine and fire all in one day. So Babylon, which if you remember from previous chapters, Babylon is the world's culture and religion, will be judged quickly and most severely because of how far away from God she has led the people of the world. Look at verse 9. And the kings of the earth who committed sexual immorality and lived in luxury with her will weep and wail over her when they see the smoke of her burning. They will stand far off in fear of her torment and say, Alas, alas, you great city, you mighty city Babylon, for in a single hour your judgment has come. The leaders of the world who benefited from the way in which Babylon lived will mourn and, and be shocked at the suddenness of her destruction. They cry out, alas, meaning a state of intense distress. They are nearly overwhelmed at the depth of calamity befalling the entire world's system. Notice also that they are mourning from a safe distance because they are afraid of being caught up as collateral damage and receiving the same punishment that she did. Verse 11. And the merchants of the earth weep and mourn for her, since no one buys their cargo anymore, cargo of gold and silver, jewels, pearls, fine linen, uh, purple cloth, silk, scarlet cloth, all kinds of scented wood, all kinds of articles of ivory, all kinds of articles of costly wood, bronze, iron, and marble, cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle, and sheep, horses, and chariots, and slaves. That is human souls. So the mourning comes from those who sold everything from gold to clothing to items made from wood and metal to spices to produce from farms and ranches to even human slaves. And that really is the heart of the mourning for Babylon. She is mourned because of a loss of income. She is not mourned for, for her own sake, but 
because of how rich she made those who sinned along with her. Look at verse 14. The fruit for which your soul longed has gone from you, and all your delicacies and all your splendors are lost to you, never to be found again. The merchants of those wares who gained wealth from her will stand far off in fear of her torment, weeping and mourning aloud. So the prophets are gone, so the people mourn. They are sad for themselves and the lost potential money that they themselves could have attained. However, they do not intervene on behalf of Babylon, though their intervention would do nothing against the judgment of Almighty God for fear that they too might be partakers of her punishment. Verse 16. Alas, alas, those are the same words that were used previously as well. Great distress. Alas, alas, for the great city that was clothed in fine linen, in purple and scarlet, adorned with gold, with jewels, and with pearls. For in a single hour all this wealth has been laid waste, and all shipmasters and seafaring men, sailors and all whose trade is on the sea, stood far off and cried out as they saw the smoke of her burning. What city was like the great city? And they threw dust on their heads as they wept and mourned, crying out, Alas, alas, for the great city where all who had ships at sea grew rich by her wealth. For in a single hour she has been laid waste. So the kings mourned. The merchants mourned. And now the transporters of goods mourned. The concern (laughs) I find very interesting. It's still not for the people or what will come next after this situation, or even the possibility of rebuilding, which we know from the rest of the book of Revelation will not happen. But the concern was for profit-making. The loss of the ability of the world system to enrich individuals is what hits the hardest. These people mourn more for the profit loss than the other things as they throw dust on their heads and they speak of Babylon's quick demise. Now, throwing dust on your head, that was an ancient universal symbol of mourning. Look at verse 20. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets, for God has given judgment for you against her. So rejoicing occurs because of God's holy judgment against those who persecuted and killed God's people. The rejoicing is called for because of the realization of God's justice and not out of a sense of, rev- of revenge or vengeance. So the rejoicing is worship as it recognizes God exercising his perfect nature through one of his characteristics, justice. Let's finish out the chapter here. Then, A mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, So will Babylon, the great city, be thrown down with violence and will be found no more. And the sound of harpists and musicians, of flute players and trumpeters will be heard in you no more. And a craftsman of any craft will be found in you no more. And the sound of the mill will be heard in you no more. 
and the light of a lamp will shine in you no more. And the voice of bridegroom and bride will be heard in you no more. For your merchants were the great ones of the earth, and all the nations were deceived by your sorcery. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints, and all who have been slain on earth. So throwing a large stone into a body of water there symbolizes the abrupt and violent nature of the destruction. And this symbol, this isn't the only place where this symbol is used. It's also used in Jeremiah chapter 51 where he threw a stone into the Euphrates River to speak of the destruction of literal Old Testament Babylon. And so here we have the same thing happening, happening, speaking of a yet-to-be future world system called Babylon, using the same imagery from literal Old Testament Babylon. Now Babylon now, here in Revelation chapter 18, the world culture and religion will be utterly destroyed with no hope of restoration. It will never return to what it was, because nothing related to it will ever return. Period. Everything associated with Babylon's prosperity will be eradicated right down to her intentional deceptions. And just as as Christians were killed within the city, so accordingly will God judge the city, the world system, the world religion, and those who associate themselves with it. And that's the end of Revelation 18. So thank you for joining us in this examination of Revelation 18 as we continue to journey through the entire book of Revelation. Join us again next time as we continue to see what God is communicating through His revelation. And I'll catch you in the next one.